Hey everyone, how are you doing today? As mentioned in the daily financial news, we have two, yes, two experts today. So that means you're gonna get six awesome videos or content. And we got Omar here for video number one. How you doing, buddy? Pretty good, Michael. Thank you for having me. Hello, everybody. <laughs> yeah, you, as I say every week, are my real estate entrepreneur. Uh, because again, you have the ability to look at a lead, process it in many ways. You've been through many markets. It's, it's I just love speaking with you. Uh, every week. So our first topic, you know what? I honestly don't expect us to be uh, fair. You and I come at this from a very biased opinion. This is a one rental at a time channel. Uh, so if you are looking yep. for fairness on this question, probably not going to happen, but we're still going to give it a shot. And that is people want to talk about stock market investing or investing in rental properties. So we're not talking owner occupants. We're not talking any of that. It's, hey, I could go take my discretionary dollars and invest in stocks, or I can invest in rental properties. So when you think about that option and you choose to put your money in, in one or the other, what are some things that go through your mind? Why one makes more sense than the other? I've, I've jotted, jotted down a few ideas, but I'd uh, love to get one from you first. Well, number one, it's like in stocks. In stocks, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a pro at it. I've done a little bit of mutual funds, this, that, and the other, super aggressive, whatever, the returns, okay. I don't know too much about it because I've been the real estate guy my whole life. Yeah, I could touch it, feel it, see it, help someone live in a property that I keep. And so I'm helping other families along the way, you know, create memories and such. And with the stock, it's, I mean, I mean, it's not tangible, really. You can't touch and hold it. I'm, yeah. I'm more a little old school. Yeah. And- because so was, so was my my dad, God rest his soul, and he always told me about the whole aspect of like I don't know stocks, but I know real estate because you can see it, touch it, feel it, sit on it, and <laughs> it's yours. It's a piece of the earth, yeah. and um, and obviously it appreciates because they're not making any more land. Yeah, so good. I would always create that in my head, and I'm like, okay, I need more doors, I need more rentals, I need more yeah. more this, more that, you know, yeah. all real estate related. So if you're asking me either or, is there a lot of millionaires in stocks? Yes. But I think there's more millionaires made in real estate because of the long-term hold yeah. of appreciation, depreciation, keeping more money when you make money uh, in, in, in the business because now you have all these write-offs. Mm -hmm. So you're able to keep more in your pocket versus the person that has nothing but stocks, but no real estate that they can't depreciate. So there's a big line here. And I always tell everybody this, and I want you guys to write all this down. The person that has no property and makes a million dollars will pay $450,000 in taxes. Mm. Okay. The person that has, that makes a million dollars in income and has multiple rentals will probably pay 150,000 bucks, maybe 200,000. So you do the math 20% versus 45% say you, you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not the money you make, it's the money you keep. And the only way you can keep more is by adding more rentals, because you can depreciate them over time and you can keep more of your hard earned income. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And again, folks, this is not going to be a, this is not going to be a fair interview. Stocks are going to get trashed. I'll just tell you that right now. We're both real estate guys, but one of the things I like about real estate that I only came to appreciate after losing a hundred grand in the stock market. Right. So this is, this Ooh. is a 150 grand, right? This is a lesson I paid for. And that is real estate, at least most of the time, it has protections from doing something stupid. So you write, a, yes. you write up an offer. There are clauses in yep. the contract. 
right? Most of the time there are appraisal conditions. There are inspection conditions. Most of the time you're going out and getting a bank loan. So if you think you have a great deal, but the bank says no, right? There's a financing clause, right? There are just lots of protections. And in today's environment where you're supposed to, you know, self-certify that you are a stock expert and you're on one of these stupid gambling apps that says, hey, I'm a sophisticated investor. Let me sell on margin or trade options. And you can't even spell either word. You're going to lose your ass in a <laughs> second as soon as the market swings. And you're going, to be, you're going to be the little fish that a big fish eats. It doesn't have, real estate has more protection from doing something stupid than stocks, in my opinion. What do you think? Oh, all, all day. I mean, what you didn't touch on either is that if you have real estate, guess what? Something ever happens, ever. Market crashes, you know, stock market crashes. You can't recoup. You can't go live in that stock. Can yeah. Nope. So you can get everything taken away from you, but you kept one house. You can get rid of the tenants. You move into it. You have housing. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing. It's like, this is why, I'm not going to say this is why we do it. We do it for other reasons, mm -hmm. but if the shit hits the fan, you always have a place to live. Yeah. The other one think I think, that. yeah, the other one I think about along that lines is the exit. Because again, remember, we're doing stocks and investment properties. That's an important distinction. And like you just said, the, the exit, right? If you're in a stock market and it goes against you, there's only one exit, right? It's the whole movie theater analogy, right? You got everybody in a, a crowded trade like we're in right now. And everybody's starting to leave the Kathy Wood, you know, innovation trade. There's only one exit and you're not getting through. If you're doing investment mm -hmm. properties, you have multiple exits, right? You have a rental home, three bedroom, two bath home, you know, 1200 square feet, blah, 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 blah. You can sell to another investor. You can sell to the tenant and you could sell owner occupied. And oh, by the way, in today's market, you probably sell to Wall Street. There are lots of people looking for single family homes. So your ability to get out if you had to, much easier. So many avenues to, to vacate. So many. And you won't lose your ass either. Yes. I mean, I don't want to say that, you know, we don't have a crystal ball, yeah. but for the most part, you can keep the asset and it'll bounce back. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm the, I'm the rental guy. You're the rental guy. I'm the real yeah. estate dude. We're the real estate dudes, you know? And I just think there's more millionaires that were made in real estate than they were in stocks. Yeah. Same. Well, how about income? I mean, let's go to the income as well. I mean, there are dividend stocks and all that nonsense and sure it can work, but most of you out there trading stocks today aren't buying dividend stocks. You're buying Tesla at hundred times multiple or, you know, Neo or whatever, all these other crazy, you know, multiple stocks are, there's no income from that, right? There's no dividends. Rental properties. No. Again, rental is income. Go ahead. Income to sustain your life in the, you know, four or five years down the road. I mean, I, I will say it, I don't want to get into that space, but not unless you were a very beginner uh, investor in uh, cryptocurrency. Yeah, you're probably a hundred millionaire if you really spent a lot of money. But if you had that kind of money, you've already been a gambling person. You've already been in real estate, I'm sure, or stocks. And you kind of said, oh, I'll throw money there, money there, you know, and it'll happen. But mm -hmm. it's it's still, that's not, st it's still not income. Yeah. Yeah. It's still not income. So I, I choose real estate, you know, every day of the week. And again, another one that I think I read in Rich Dad, Poor Dad way back when is um, try to go to a bank, right? A financial institution and borrow money. 
right? You can borrow 80%. I mean, shoot today, you could probably borrow 96.5%. And there are even loans like VA, veterans loans, where you can borrow 100% of the purchase. Go try to do that in stocks. Nope. Nope. Doesn't work. Yeah. So crazy time. Not tangible. Yeah. In fairness to the VA loan, that's that's an owner rock. I get it. I'm just saying that the, the ability to buy stuff with a loan is much greater with rental properties. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And again, housing is tangible. You need it. Nobody likes to live in a car or on the street. Uh, it, it's inflation protected, right? What is happening now? There's appreciation, but what's happening next is inflation and rents. It's it's just, um, but it is a business, right? I think I think being a, a landlord is a business where being a stock trader, I'm not really sure. I mean, I, there are people that do it as a business, I, I propose, but um, yeah, it is something that, again, the whole one rental at a time thing, right? You just do one every couple of years and, you know, you're financially better off, you know, in a decade. It's pretty crazy. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, for sure. All day. Yeah. Any other thoughts on this? When you think stocks, you get a friend at a party or something, tell you tell them you're the real estate entrepreneur and doing all these great things. And they're like, hey, I just bought super hot stock XYZ. Any other thoughts? You know, you can make short-term money and you mm-hmm. can make a lot of it, which is great. But remember what I just said earlier when we first started. Like you can't write off yeah. stocks. You can, if the, the loss is there, but imagine if you have the asset and it appreciates and you can yeah. still write off the depreciation. So then you're able to create more money in your pocket while you're making money, you know, in your prospective businesses. Mm-hmm. So there's just so many avenues on the real estate side that we're able to, you know, uh, decipher and keep more. So remember, yeah. it's not the money you make when you keep yeah and then the last thing i think about is when i think about rental properties right you you if you choose to do that you are a landlord right that's just like that's who you are right the problem with stocks is you can confuse yourself and i did this again when i lost 150 grand i called myself an investor i was an investor when i started i then became a speculator which meant i started betting on momentum but then i became a gambler because I, I got fear of missing out and beginner's luck and all that other nonsense. So I acted like a gambler, but I called myself an investor. So with stocks, you can self-categorize and be something completely different. And I promise you being a gambler doesn't end well for most people. No, only the casinos. Yeah, they win. They're big for a reason, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. So very cool, man. I appreciate this. This is, again, this was... I had, there was no joke. This wasn't going to be fair. Stocks were going to be trashed. Uh, we are real estate <laughs> investors. So we're sorry. Leave all the hate comments below. It is our background. Thanks, buddy.